Hi, Parkway. Welcome to the interview. Aloha. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, please introduce yourself in a few sentences. Alrighty, I am Parkway. I'm 19 years old, turning 20 in a month. So I'm not technically 19 anymore because everyone knows once you're within a month, you're no longer that age. Uh, I am a senior mod for OCTC, an event coordinator, and I also stream tournaments for OCTC. Uh, not much else interesting about me. I just work and play Minecraft and play Counter-Strike and Rocket League. That's about it. Hmm. So can you tell us a bit about how you got um, Senior Moderator and Event Coordinator on the Overcast Network? Well, Senior Mod, I was modded about nine months ago uh, on OCTC. Uh, and from there, uh, to be honest, I don't think anyone was more surprised when I got Senior than myself. So I can't really elaborate on how I got it. Um, I'd imagine it's just through being active and, you know, I I hope I am mature. I represent myself as being mature and responsible. So I just imagine the seniors thought that I'd be valuable to the team. And uh, I got a message from Brotweiler asking me if I'd be interested. Went to Mumble with Electroid and a couple of the other seniors. And they basically just asked them, told us what was expected of us, uh, told us, you know, that they would they would like to have us on the team and then from there is basically congratulations you're a senior it wasn't you know there was no long drawn out process it was just by the time brought pm me on slack and then i got in mumble it was about 20 minutes from do you want to be senior and then 20 minutes later it was congratulations you're senior so it was a little, <laughs> it was a little interesting it's a little streamlined process and then the event coordinator um as Curtain mentioned in his interview which i listened to uh around the conquest time was when i started getting uh heavily kind of invested in the planning side where I was helping Krat and Reshif and a couple other players with the map pool uh, mostly because I was I was scrimming on the maps a lot and then I was also spectating scrims a lot uh, so I was providing feedback uh, to Reshif directly for a lot of the conquest map or not there's only three but you know facility ascendance and limbo two um, we I gave a lot of input Krat and I and Reshif we kind of spent many an hour in mumble uh, pontificating about the possibilities of the maps uh, facility underwent a bunch of changes where we had a couple things added then took it back and then put them back and then took them back out and uh, as I'm sure some people remember and I think it led to a really really great tournament uh, so that was kind of my first uh, kind of venture into helping out from on the planning perspective of tournaments I had been involved with the streaming um, but that wasn't necessarily any planning stuff and then I guess uh, when Kraut was promoted uh, to event coordinator, as well as Torin and myself, uh, we had been basically we were just I was talking with Brett, and he basically just asked my opinion of Curtain. Honestly, uh, he was just like, "What do you think? Do you think he'd be, you know be good in the role?" And I I vouched for him. He's a good friend, and I think he'd be great for the role. And I I still think he's gonna do great things as event coordinator. And uh, as I was talking with Brett, he was like. Okay, um, what about you? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you want to be event coordinator? I was like, uh, sure. And, and so that was about as unofficial as my senior promotion. So, so uh, as you can tell, not a lot of stuff that's kind of drenched in, you know, tradition or anything like that is kind of some, I know it's kind of disappointing to hear, but it was nothing too, you know, extravagant. It was just, hey, you want to be EC? I mean, I'm sure I, I've, in some ways, earn the position through my activity as a player and uh, you know in the tournament scene. But I'm hoping that I can bring some cool stuff to the table and we can help these tournaments get to some higher places than they currently are. Hmm. So the Age of Aries tournament recently concluded, um, and you were playing in it. So how did you find the tournament, and what do you think can be improved for future tournaments? 
playing in it was interesting um, only because leading up to the tournament, uh, I had been kind of falling in and out of activity. Uh, I had been addicted to CSGO, <laughs> as many other people have been. But uh, I was heavily invested in CS. So I was you know, playing basically every night. And so I just wasn't interested in Minecraft very much. And then when the tournament started, you kind of started to come back because you get into that tournament mode and uh, you start playing with the team, start scrimming every night again, and you start getting back into that that groove. But as I found, and I was, you know, I've had people tell me otherwise, but I, I you know, I, I never could use a sword. And I was, I used to be like semi-decent with a bow. And so with the mixed game mode tournament coming up, uh, I just told my team, I was like, listen, I can cannon because that's basically like the only skill I've retained over the past couple of months ever since Conquest. Like in Conquest, I could use a bow still and I still couldn't use a sword, but I kind of relearned how to cannon. I was doing kind of good. I was like, listen, I'll just cannon. And so I just played SSB. So I wasn't the most active player, unfortunately. Um, and I kind of regret that afterwards. Uh, but I still don't think I would have participated in any actual matches only because I think there was 19 other people on a roster that could have gone before me in a PvP match, which which CTW ended up being a lot of PvP, and of course CTF and the TDM uh, game modes were heavily based on PvP. So I just think I, I didn't think I could contribute as much as basically every other member of my team. So I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna play SSB because it's the only place where I think I'd be actually, you know, potent, I guess. And uh, so I just figured, you know, what? and so I had my final play SSB. SSB one of my favorite maps uh, in terms of format. It, as many people have said, it was a little drawn out, um, especially if you were one of the invitational teams, especially if you made it into the later matches, later rounds. Um, I think the group stages worked well for what they did, but I also think that in terms of format, I think if we streamlined the process uh, a little bit, just so teams didn't feel like they were getting str so strong out, uh, especially that two-week gap in between the end of groups and the finals, I believe, or the first invitational matches, I think. It just... It was for for my team at least. It was just a huge killer because a lot of the other teams, you know, if any other teams in the invitationals were scrimming, uh, if they were on our side of the bracket, they didn't want to scrim us. And then people on the other side of the bracket weren't very active, so it just kind of was a, a big blow to our team. Unfortunately, I mean, there's no excuses. We, you know, we stopped playing, so that's anything. Everything is our fault. But it was just that kind of killed us. If it was, you know, maybe just a week after, I think we could have kept that up for a week. You know, kept it going, kept the the you know the fervor to compete in our hearts but uh fortunately we lost it within those two weeks and given to the invitational is kind of a broken team but i think in the future like i said i think we could streamline the process in terms of formats and also i'd like to if possible i know schedule is very limiting because we try to appeal to all you know time zones but i would like to think of a format come up with a format that'd be more appealing or more uh how should i put this more you know more directed towards the streamers in terms of obviously we're trying to move towards having just the consolidated stream, which I know is kind of a divisive topic in the community, but you know, from what we can tell what our opinions and what we've been kind of pushing for is that this consolidated stream allows to bump up that, that viewer count, which we could see is just gonna be so massive. 750 people watching the finals, just a mind blowing number. And it was just ridiculous to be a part of. And I have to thank everyone again for allowing me to experience that. But, um, something like that it just shows me why that can be so effective i mean we were like number three or four on the minecraft page on twitch that's so high we're on the top row of the minecraft page on twitch and it's just such a such a massive achievement for me personally and for us as the team the live streamer team it just force it just pushes us to do that more and more and obviously one of the problems is us missing matches because we're only going to have one maybe two streamers you know an english and a spanish uh may, maybe venturing into french uh possibly 
Um, but of course, catching matches, people want to watch these matches live. Um, so I think in the invitational rounds, if we can move more towards a schedule that would allow more matches to be streamed, I think it'd be favorable. But I also don't want to move away from the idea of the consolidated stream just because I think it's been so successful for us. I just don't think it'd be feasible to go back to our old ways of having 17 streamers on the live page at the same time. You know, I just, I just don't think it's going to work for us anymore, unfortunately. Hmm. So I see. I I understand what you're saying about consolidating streamers and that getting on the top page on the top uh, row of the Minecraft page was a very big deal, which it is. But that was that was for the finals. So during say qualifiers and earlier invitational rounds, when there are a lot of matches to be streamed and a lot of people who could stream them, and we probably wouldn't be that close to the top of the page anyway. Do you think that would be more advantageous? To let people watch the matches, watch the matches they want to watch by not consolidating streamers. Yeah, it's a good point, and when I say that we've come to this decision, obviously it's been through a lot of discussion, a lot of debate, even within the live streamer group itself. And I wouldn't, I won't call it a decision necessarily. It's just something that we're kind of working towards, I guess, because it's it's definitely not hard set, and I don't want to make it seem like that. And I understand both points, and I've debated them in my head and with other people many times the thing is with qualifiers i can understand we uh, the more coverage the better it's not we're not going to have you know just huge massive viewing numbers on in qualifier rounds so for that i think it'd be fine if we continue to just be as you know as covered as possible but when it comes to invitationals that that hype and that coverage and that that number that we had going for the finals i would like to see get ble- i would like to see it bleed down into f- earlier rounds in the invitationals and i don't think that would be possible without the consolidated stream because as it stands the way the the way we've been doing it is that final stream that that final stream in all past tournaments basically it always gets those crazy numbers i mean even when you have one or two people or three people even streaming it there's always that one guy that people latch on to that people really want to watch and you always had that one stream that really stood out from the rest but the problem was uh, especially in those invitation rounds when you had these multiple people covering the same match or even multiple people covering different matches um what happens is instead of having say in the semifinals if we have four streams, say, because we have two people covering each match, which shouldn't happen, and I don't believe it will happen anymore, but it would happen in the past. When things like that happened, instead of having one stream with, say, 400 people, we'd have four streams with 100 people, or less than that, because as the number rises, we rise in Twitch, and we also pick up those kind of stragglers, or those, we pick up the, the randoms, as we like, you know, as we like to say, is you pick up those people that are just scrolling through Twitch. You know, the higher your number is, the more likely you are to get new viewers. And uh, so instead of having one stream with 400 viewers, what the reality is, we might have four streams with a total combined of only 300 viewers, because we're missing that 100 random. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, I'm making this all up, as I say. But in my head, it just... I just would like to see more success earlier because, as I said, in the past, what we've done is that last stream has always gotten this huge hype and these huge numbers. But then wh- where does where do those numbers go? You know, it's just, you know, tournaments happen every two or three months, you know, as they've been the, kind of that regular schedule. But so that 750 people, wh- where are they going until the next finals? And then people come and they see the finals and they go, oh, that's really cool. And if they want to see more, well, the tournament's over. So we've lost that interest. These people are here. They capture that one moment. They capture that one really exciting finals match. But then they want more, and they can either take it upon themselves to go to our channel and watch, you know, highlights, which isn't necessarily, you know, uh, that's not necessarily what we want because it's it's the 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 less effort you put into the new viewer, the better. Um, 
So if we can continuous, if we can pick up those new people earlier, we can carry their interest and possibly, um, you know, have more of an effect of, on them and possibly, you know, or hopefully, you know, introduce them into the scene and the competitive side and, you know, the server as well. But when you have this huge hype towards the end, you just have that one stream with the finals, that's all this huge number, um, you know, it's you get that and then it's gone and then that's it. You know, it's just this one singular moment, whereas it does, it does not carry it on. I feel like I strayed way too far away from actually answering the question, but <laughs> I, I don't know where I ended up with that. That was just too much talking. I don't know what happened there. Uh, sorry. That's fine. All right. Um, so moving on to the next question. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are the main differences between bad lines and our tournament scene, and which network do you think will go further with competitive Minecraft? The... The differences I see between Badline, OCN, and Terms of Competitive, in my opinion, are pretty superficial, and they're pretty obvious. Uh, OCN, as Eclipsen always loves to remind everyone, is team-based Minecraft PvP, and it's heavily, heavily focused on the team aspect. Um, in Badline, you can have teams. As far as, I'm, as far as I'm aware, I think it goes up to 3v3. I think it's the highest teams that you could do is 3v3s. And in, in Badline, I just feel it's more about individual skill, and your ability to showcase your individual skill. Whereas in OCN, team play and synergy as a team can trump individual skill. It doesn't happen that often, and unfortunately that level of team play um, is kind of reserved for the upper echelons of teams uh, as of late. We haven't really seen a lot of teams get really, really good at this team play, unfortunately. But I think that team play aspect is so driving and such a force because we see it in so many other esports. And I'm not calling Minecraft an esport, but I would like to see it become an esport. But in other esports, we see in League of Legends, in Counter Strike, that team aspect just propels the game and propels the sport so much because it's something to work towards and something that just gives teams such high skill ceilings. Uh, in Badline, I feel like you're restricted by your mechanical skill. Which a lot of people, it, it entices a lot of people because it's quick, it's easy, you do you, you know, you take care of it. And I think it can it can appeal to a lot of people. And I, I can see them getting really, really big numbers on their tournaments. But I also don't see it being um, very lasting in terms of success. Whereas OCN, with the infrastructure that we're, kind of, that we're building, we're still, we're still building and we're trying to build with the teams... And the way they play together, and the the intricacies intricacies excuse me intricacies of the game and the meta and everything, I think OCN has a brighter future than Badline. Although Badline has a lower barrier of entry because it's basically you just go in and if you know how to swing a sword or shoot a bow, you can join. Obviously, I'm simplifying it, and Badline PVPers don't kill me. But you know, there's a very low barrier of entry. Whereas with OCN, you need a team to compete. You need a team, and that's 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 a huge step for a lot of people, and it's very difficult, which I think is. One of our main problems right now is we do have this high barrier of entry, but it also allows us to have this huge skill ceiling where teams can just be so head and shoulders above others and just showcase their ability and their again you know, their skill and their team play so well. It just it just a whole other aspect of the game that I don't think Badline really captures, and it may just be something that appeals to me personally, um, but I think it allows OCN to have a more open and bright future just because team I think feel like team based sports is where kind of the whole esport scene is heading um all right so finally rounding off the questions uh what is the meaning of life <laughs> for me or for everyone <laughs> for you for me 
it's gonna sound cliche, but I I enjoy helping others. Uh, I think it's something that's kind of driven me through my whole life up until now, and I hope into the future. Uh, I I enjoy helping others. I take a great satisfaction in it. Uh, in my old job, uh, I was just I worked with a handyman. It's getting personal. I just worked with a handyman, but the things that I was doing were things such as painting you know an elderly woman's bedroom and it doesn't sound substantial but when you paint your bedroom and then she comes in and sees this new color she loves this new purple or whatever she comes in and she's just so thrilled to see it and she thanks you profusely for you know allowing her to have this beautiful bedroom or you you know you put together a piece of furniture for her or you you know do these little things i was directly interacting with people in a way that i felt like i was benefiting them personally uh which was just so satisfying and I got such a great fulfillment from uh whereas my current job unfortunately doesn't kind of satisfy that itch for me um but at that job it was just something that I so enjoyed about it uh I also I I used to teach karate so I used to teach kids karate which again is just you know, any form of teaching is always satisfying for I think anyone uh just cuz you get this kind of you get such a it's such a how can I put this? It's just an immediate reward, and it's not immediate in the sense that you tell someone and then they do it, and you're like, "Oh, hey, look, I tell you." It's immediate in the sense that you can watch these people as they grow and as you help them, and you're directly interacting with and affecting them in a way that's so positive. And you know, it just that was so big for me. Uh, so that's something I hope. I think I just keep in the in the forefront of my mind throughout my whole life. I think it's just continue to help people, continue to help those around me, and do as best I can to help improve others around me. I guess that's 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 my meaning of life. I guess it sounds cliche and stupid when you put it like that, but yeah, I think I think it's a good way of looking at it. Hmm. Okay. Um. Thanks for talking. We're done with the questions. All right. Bye. Yeah, anything else for me? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> that's it. All right. All right. Thanks, for, thanks for having me, man.